0: hello and welcome xbox nation to the pop up podcast that i decided to do because we originally we're going to be talking about how microsoft and xbox quietly and politely have officially cornered the, R- the Western RPG market. And it turns out that we have breaking news to open the show. Uh, I originally was going to do this myself. I wasn't sure if I was able to find anybody because it was, again, a pop-up type podcast. But I have not not one, not two, but three incredible community members that have a lot to say about what happened today and what could potentially happen in the future. So let's get into the introductions. And I want to start first with Mag. Now, he runs a channel called Fun Speculation and it is a show that not only is done with class not only done with professionalism but it's done with community in mind and i say that because i want more people to check out the ultimate xbox podcast he does it not only with himself he his wife is a part of it he uh um obviously pang so who's a part of this program is a part of it 3-Bit, who is on uh, Thursday's Xbox Factor podcast, and their newest member, Psychonauts8, who has been in the community for quite some time. Mav, welcome to the program, and tell everyone about the Ultimate Xbox Podcast. Yeah, thanks, Boom. I I appreciate
1: that, man. Um, Yeah, it's first off, uh, thank you again for reaching out to me and saying, hey, Mav, what are you doing? Hey, (laughs) dude, if I'm available... I, I am here for you, dude, because I, I freaking love your shows. Thanks, um, dude. And so Xbox Ultimate is on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Fun Speculation YouTube channel. And like Boom said, we got Pong Soul here, uh, who's been amazing. Uh, how long have we been doing that together now, uh, Pong? Uh, probably,
2: what, uh, two months, three months? Yeah, three months.
1: Th- th- now? Three months. Yeah, We're yeah. on episode thirty three this friday but the first 15 episodes i was just talking to myself (laughs) in a closet (laughs) that that, that was interesting but (laughs) hey we we have a lot of fun uh we just try and keep it positive um uh, you can catch silly stuff like this past week i made fun of three bit in the middle of the show and that was great (laughs) um so just we just have a great time Anybody that wants to come over and check it out, uh, again, it's on the Fun Speculation YouTube channel. You can follow me on Twitter at Fun Speculation, and you can get updates and stuff like that. I appreciate Boom giving me the chance to shout it out as well. Um, yeah, ch- check it out, guys, and thanks for well, having yeah, me. Well, it's, yeah, it's
0: great to have you, and you do run a great program, uh, certainly one. You know, as an Xbox community, one of the things we're always looking for are a place where positivity reigns supreme. And I think that, um, unfortunately uh the the kind of culture that uh youtube has turned into has been about uh negativity and and how it drives views it drives clicks and i and 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 you know again my my channel is small but at the same time is big enough that I could go out of my way to help smaller channels get noticed that I believe deserve it. And you're certainly one of those uh, channels that definitely need more uh, uh, subscribers simply because you push community, you push positivity, and we need more of that for sure. But next up, your panel member, uh, and I call him the rookie sensation, the one that has been really just (laughs) exploding on the scene in regards to not only having incredible opinions, but doing it in a way that he makes people stop and listen so welcome to the program good morning boom good
2: morning chat thank you all for coming out today uh this is fantastic i'm so glad my brother from another mav could uh join us today (laughs) and obviously it is awesome to always get on a show with mojo um so this is this is this is great uh just so happened to be a day where a snowstorm is kind of rolling in so i decided i was going to work from home and all of a sudden i got boom in my dms again And I'm like, absolutely, I'm going to come on here and talk about this exciting time. Because, again, like you said, Boom, there's too much negativity out there. We got to celebrate what is going to be the start is already the start of the golden age of gaming. And we're seeing it. So I can't wait to talk about this stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being here. And someone that just DM me minutes before we went live, he's been on this show before. As a matter of fact, he usually shows up. During these breaking news segments, please welcome the very boisterous and opinionated Mojo Blues. Welcome to the
3: program, dude. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. It's a a wondrous Monday. I mean, after all the news next week or last week, excuse me. I mean, that was like some of the the biggest news in the history of gaming. You would have thought they would have been like a hole for two months without hearing anything. (laughs) And it's literally the, the Monday of the next week and we get bombs dropping. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah, well, I appreciate you being here, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, I sent a a message to Zemi Games. He might be unconscious uh, after our... Uh, incredible match that we had with x and his team from the next podcast. Uh, we were the victors last night during the Halo tournament. We have moved on to uh, take on Green Pass Gaming this upcoming weekend. Um, and uh, I heard those guys are pretty good, but my team is also, uh, even the old man here was able to come off with a couple of double digit uh, uh, rounds, which again, you know, not the best Halo player, but I do uh, like to say that I, I I, i'm 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 worthy enough to be on the team even though I'm you know it's under the double barrel gaming podcast but uh yeah so maybe he'll join us as well but listen folks let's let's get right into it uh the breaking news of the day uh this this came came to us again it's just another manic Monday and here we go um we have a word from of course Aaron Greenberg who simply put. Uh, on his Twitter account, which of course exploded on the scene, great news Xbox Game Pass members. And he confirmed at 11.09 a.m. today, Outriders is coming to Xbox Game Pass day one, and this is according to the Newswire, the Xbox Wire uh, on news.xbox.com. This is a big deal. Uh, Now, I know that there are a lot of people that did not, you know, love the demo but folks understand that this is probably one of the biggest games to come out in 2021. I mean, we're only in the, you know, the first quarter of the year and Outriders was expected to be one of those games that people were going to continue to play like a destiny, right? Uh, like many of these, uh, you know, looter shooters, if you will. I happened to find the demo to be exhilarating. I I, I loved every minute of it. I mean, listen, you've heard me say this. I, think the, I thought the facial animations weren't the greatest but I love the moment to moment combat I love the gameplay um I didn't get too much into the demo because I didn't want to get the same feeling I had with Destiny. Like when Destiny One came out and the demo became available, I ran through all three classes uh, and maxed out the level. I believe it was seven you can go up to. And I, when the when the game finally came out, I was I I, I was kind of like felt like I was walking through the mud for the first couple of hours. So I didn't want to do that for Outriders. Like I wanted to really experience it. So I got a taste. I loved it. I I I was ready. To, I was day one buyer. And guess what, folks? I don't have to buy it because i'm paid up until the end of 2022 for xbox game pass ultimate and we're going to start first with pong soul on this pong Soul, how big of a deal is this for xbox its fans and more importantly in my opinion the greatest service since sliced bread xbox game pass oh it's
2: it's absolutely gigantic um whether you loved or hated the demo and it kind of was a polarizing demo um, you can't deny that there's something there with this game, and as we were talking about in the in the green room, boom! This is you know probably one of the biggest releases of 2021 already, if not the biggest one so far. And when you get a game that's being published by Square Enix, which we know the history between Microsoft and Square Enix isn't the best, uh, obviously with the Final Fantasy, Fantasy series, uh, you know being predominantly on Sony and them dragging their feet on a lot of different, uh, you know, games when it comes to bringing them over to Xbox and obviously Sony purchasing uh, exclusivity. Um, This is a huge get. Uh, You can't look at it any other way. Uh, This is a huge get from the standpoint of game pass because it's, it's a, it's a brand new game, a brand new IP from a respected developer and people can fly and it's going day and date into game pass and it's not a first party that is a huge deal um it's going to draw more people in um it's it's a it's added value to game pass i'm not talking about that it's going to pull in millions of new subscribers but what i'm saying is, is that when people start to look at game pass or start researching it they're going to see that something this big dropped day and date and what that means for the future you know we can see that this could be the start of a trend where more and more publishers outside of just microsoft and their and their inner circle of partners that they work with all the time may start coming in uh you know sooner rather than later they're not yeah. going to necessarily wait for these games to you know completely sell through or or get to the point where they said okay we've made most of the sales now we'll drop it in game pass this means that game pass is starting to show influence on the industry already and we're not even close to peak here. So this is a big moment for Xbox. This is a big moment for People Can Fly. So we can look at the relationship that People Can Fly has had with Microsoft, obviously working on Gears Judgment. And again, you can have your peer, uh, your opinion of Gears of War Judgment. But at the same time, it still was one of the pillar franchises for Microsoft. They entrusted People Can Fly. And personally, I think they did a pretty good job with it. Was it, you know, was it up up with the other ones from uh, from uh, coalition, no. But was it a very good uh, story? Absolutely. So I think this is huge for people can fly because this game. It- even though it's not a games of service and we need to continue to make that clear as they have, this is not a games of service. This is still a game that has been designed to be played uh, with other people. You can do it solo. It's a solo RPG if you want to run through it. But at the same time, the core mechanics of this game, when you're, when you're trying out the demo and I hope everybody's had a chance is that you can see that it's meant to be played with a group of people, um, you know, because you can combine your abilities and that's when things get really fun and interesting. So what you're going to do with putting this in a game pass is all of a sudden you've got 18, 20, whatever we're at now, probably closer to 21, 22 million people in game pass. They're going to have access to this game out the gate and it is cross play. So that adds more, but you're going to have a lot of people. You're going to have a nice player base to start out with that may keep this game you know again going in the long term because i think they do have future plans for expansions again not a games of service type style but they probably have plans down the road that they would like to expand this world out it's a new ip if i know people have had problems with the cutscenes, so some people can't even get through them but the story is there is it fully fleshed out no but i i can't wait to see what the full game gives us um And then if you want to go down, you know, the the conspiracy road, uh, as we were talking about now, people can fly. I, I did confirm is is a publicly traded company. Okay, so any deal that was done would have had to have been announced just due to the laws. However, this may indicate that there are some talks going on in the background yeah um so you know keep your eyes on that there's been rumors uh phil and everybody has talked about they they were interested in getting uh, a studio from poland uh in the past and that's where people can fly is located so this could indicate that there's a little something more underneath uh so that's gonna be something uh to look forward to and just just from a, a gamer standpoint again anybody who owns Game Pass, you know, Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate. Microsoft is once again, if we have not been shown by a 7.5 billion dollar deal, you know, this just shows us more and more how committed they are to doing this. They dropped a bag of money off to Square Enix and said, "We would like your game in our our, our service day and date. What's it going to take?" and they got it done. And again, commitment to us as gamers and making Game Pass the platform, and I'm going to call it a platform because technically at this point that's what it is, Game Pass, the platform where everybody needs to come over and play at. They want to make this so that you cannot ignore it anymore, and that goes for gamers, and that goes for publishers and developers as well, and that's what we're seeing with a deal like this, and I can't be more excited, boom.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. First of all, uh, well, well said. And I absolutely agree with everything. I, I think that this is the start of something special. I think that you are on to something when you said that uh, publishers are now starting to see the dominance of what Xbox Game Pass can do to their game. And you know what? Microsoft is in the is in the is in the business of dropping off these these large bags of money because they want people to invest in their platform. And the best way you can have people do that is to put games in there that they don't have to necessarily buy. And when you look at the world the way it is, where people are counting pennies, and and for good reason. I mean, the the, the economic damage that was done by this uh, uh, pandemic is going to be felt for years to come. And man, and I'm not saying that this is something Microsoft wanted. Nobody wanted that, but they were already in the business of trying to offer the best bang for your buck. And here is another example of that coming to fruition. First of all, I gotta welcome in S um uh, Everborn Saga. Hey dude, not only are you here today, you're gonna be back tonight for primetime gaming. I had no idea you wanted to jump on. Welcome to the program.
4: Uh you're goddamn right I'm here. How's everybody <laughs> doing? I, I, Everborn you're not... addicted man. You're addicted to podcast man. Just
3: <laughs> when, like me.
4: When, yeah man when I when I saw the when I saw the topics I said I, I got a, I got a few minutes here with the meeting set up. I, I gotta jump in and talk about this, but uh, Pong, I, I I agree you you are right, man. It's starting to feel like the fight is fixed. I'm telling you, man. Like it's not it's not even fair anymore with this Game Pass thing. I, you guys go ahead, I'm I'm here. But wow, I just like I I. And the funny thing is, I played Outriders like the demo for the first time last night. You know what it reminds me of, and people have probably said this already kind of like gears but more agile right because you know when you play gears and it's sort of very clunky because you know that's the armor that the the, the, the cods wear this is kind of like you can move around anymore and I, I do get people's like um, complaints about the cutscenes because they're 30 frames a second I don't know I think that that's something that can easily be fixed maybe it's fixed before they uh, launch it. Well, and, oh. and I should
2: and you should say it should say this too. Everborn is that people can fly have been doing patches after patches during the demo almost like every few days they release another patch. So
4: they're really trying to work on this stuff. So let me ask you a question. What character class did you guys choose? I chose Trickster. Yeah, same Tri-
2: Trickster and Technomancer.
4: Okay. I did
0: both. OK, yeah, yeah, wow. I, I did. I did Technomancer. I, I like those the setting everybody on fire.
4: <laughs> yeah no, it's funny like i i heard everyone say trickster's the way to go but then i played with somebody there's like a, a random person on my team and they were setting people on fire and i was just slowing people down and i was kind of jealous i wanted <laughs> to burn people so i might have to create a new character i don't know
0: well listen it's great it's, it's, how long do we have you for
4: uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay.
0: Here. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure because obviously I want, I want to go to Nav next on, uh, on this one. Mav, look, here's the thing. We were talking in the green room before we went live and we all come to the understanding that what Microsoft is doing is not only unheard of, not only is it just unbelievable But this, I mean, again, you just take another Monday that's supposed to be la-la, everyone hates Mondays. I actually look forward to them now thanks to Xbox because, my God, some of their biggest news has come out on a press release. I mean, this is just a – I mean, and this is – you know, I I don't even know how to put this into words, Mav. Microsoft has been doing so much in the last couple of months that – This comes off. This is big news. Having a game like Outriders, one of the biggest games released so far in 2021, just pop out as uh, an Xbox Wire and and tweet from Aaron Greenberg tells me that they are just so used to this that they just knew we were going to go crazy. For you, how big of a deal is this for Microsoft?
1: I think it's a huge deal. First off, I want to say thank you to them for my wallet. (laughs) <laughs> because they just saved me 60 bucks i was planning on spending so thank you for that uh but besides that i mean it's it's a huge deal and not just for microsoft but g- gaming period because this is the this is the first of many i think yeah right I agree. this is a landmark moment right here now this is we've had games hit from third-party publishers and developers hit hit uh, game pass day one before but they're games like Carry On, Spirit Fair, you, know, uh, you know, smaller indie-type games, right? This is a new IP from a AAA publishing uh, by Square Enix uh, with People Can Fly. I mean, this is a big investment for them. This is a big deal. This is a AAA game they're trying to push as a new IP. And to go into Game Pass day one, it's never happened before. It's never happened with gaming in a subscription service like that, unless you count like GameFly. It's a different that's a different thing, right? right. You know, uh, this is launching. This is like Netflix getting or HBO Max getting like uh, you know the movies from day one, right? Yeah. Like a, a, as release, this is a, like a landmark moment, right? And it's it's gonna kick off something that's gonna continue and continue um they didn't have to do this they're doing it to improve the service and to draw more people in here people are already saying that game pass is amazing people are already sold on it people are already preaching it to the world saying hey everybody's got to sign up for game pass is incredible and to go out there and get us third party published triple a games day one that's just amazing yeah. And it's going to continue. I can't wait to see what's next. And, and like you said with uh, the Mondays, being excited for Monday's news now. Like, I remember last year how we didn't have an E3 and everybody's complaining, but instead we got, like, this weekly news and everybody just kept waiting for Monday. It was, like, just <laughs> yeah. waiting. Well, hey, what's going to happen next Monday? What's going to happen next Monday? And and then we had, we had a couple of months lay off around Christmas and, you know, in January and stuff. Now it's back to that, it seems like. Last week with the Bethesda stuff. This week now with Outriders. Like is this going to continue like what what's next?
0: Because well, if Square you know, Enix
1: is on board. Who else?
0: That's a great question. And you know what's crazy? Um, you know, we're going to be talking about this on um, the Xbox, uh, the, uh, the Xbox one on one podcast on Tuesday. Uh, and uh, we have word from several uh, prominent people within the industry. Of course, we're talking about Jez Corden of Windows Central, who posted an article on Friday about the March 26th Xbox event that's happening. Uh, it's mm-hmm. basically confirmed. Um, like I said, we're still waiting, but Jez Corden has it on good authority, and he got that from Paul Thorot of com, and everyone has corroborated that something is happening on Friday uh, the 26th, uh, which is incredible. Now, what's even more insane, uh, and I'm going to go to Mojo Blues on this. Uh, Mav, you, you, you kind of really segued into something <laughs> special here. Um, hey,
4: just one, one, one thing really quick, Boom. Sure. Baby. How long before people start trying to say Outriders is is, is a double A game now? Happening. Happening. <laughs> it's already <Yeah>. happening. It's already
0: happening. Yeah, it, it's it's already happening, and it, and it's and it's it, the fact that anyone would even suggest it is is just this hogwash. But, um, you know. To, to Mav's point, but what happened on Thursday, which was, of course was the uh, the Xbox Bethesda Roundtable, is actually what happened Friday that was even bigger news. Uh, and the fact that they dropped 20-0 Bethesda games into Xbox Game Pass, and now we have Outriders on top of that. Mojo Blues, can it get any better?
3: I don't see how possible, but... but- <laughs> Listen, you just mentioned those those Bethesda games they just dropped. If people haven't played it, you better be downloading, pray, because I'm telling you, it was a top five game last gen. Yeah, it was right up there with God of War, Spider Man, uh, the Gear when Gears Five. It, I'm just telling you. It's parade. getting that FPS Eden. boost too, guys. And they exactly, just, they yeah. just dropped
0: that news. Yeah, the five yeah. games getting FPS so, boost. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I we we only have so much time and only so much on the left on the yeah. plate for, for, but we're gonna talk about yeah. that tomorrow for sure.
3: Let's uh, let's get back to, to the main first topic here, and that from the old guys take when the levy breaks, so when that little Led Zeppelin <laughs> got them old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we've all been speculating what would be that first big third-party AAA game that showed up, and we've there's been other titles that were like, "Well, this happened. Will it happen?" And then it didn't. Well, it's happened now. And Now that it's happened, the, uh, the dam's gonna come busting open, and you're gonna see more and more. And I think over the summer, there's gonna be a lot of information get dropped about how well some no-name games have been doing, some as well as big giant name games have been doing in Game Pass. And this will be one of the things you'll hear about how well. Outriders does, and it's going to get another big third-party game, which will again get another one, and it's, yeah, it, this is going to snowball. This, this is crazy, but uh, yeah, I don't see how it get even better. I mean, they just dropped twenty bangers in 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 the game pass, and then now getting a gigantic third-party game day one. Well,
0: yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's incredible. It, it really is. The 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 value proposition for $15 a month uh like e- even if a year from now they raise it like uh you know to $17 or even to you know to 18 to $20 could we act logistically complain? The answer is no. You, you really couldn't because the value just alone of the 23 first-party studios and the 35 teams making these games, dropping into Game Pass. Now, on top of that, you have all of these second-party deals. And, again, this is what we were talking about in the green room, folks, and I'm going to get to Everborn right now. We still have on deck games like Scorn, games like um, The Ascent. And, and again, m- maybe maybe not every game is on your radar. Maybe not every game is for every gamer. I say that all the time. But if you think about what, like, like for instance, and again, I don't want to go too far off, off the path here because we can really go down a, a deep rabbit hole. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and Pongso were talking about how this fall, and again, this is this is complete speculation, right? We don't know what Nintendo is doing. They're rumored to be doing, of course, walking to their own drum, releasing a console, and, and Breath of the Wild 2. That's what I think is happening for Nintendo. Sony is a, is a conundrum. Like, we don't know how badly this pandemic hurt the development team making um, Horizon uh, the Forbidden West? Like, does that even hit in 2021? I I honestly don't know. But what I think is going to hit for Microsoft in 2021, and this is what Pong Sol and I were talking about even before Mav, Mojo, and Everborn got here, is their fall could potentially September, October, November look like this um you would get obviously um, Starfield either September or October you would get Forza Horizon 5 in either September or October and November you get H- Halo Infinite holy shit talk about talk about bangers talk about changing the narrative and guess what every one of those games in Xbox Game Pass i mean <laughs> yeah. W- w- yeah boom boom real quick just just think about it
2: if if you had any inkling that you were going to buy Outriders the, that game alone covers 4 months worth of game pass ultimate yep. that yes. one game alone yes. one third of the year of you're already paid up i mean that, that that's it not talking about the 300 plus other games and everything else coming it's insane value insane value
0: yeah it it, it doesn't even seem like it's 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 a thing like how you say yourself, how can they do this Well, they could do that with 20 million subscribers. Now, the question that came out on Friday's incredible uh, Breakfast with Boom with King David um, was how could Microsoft afford this? Right. Like, like did did, could they see an increase in in Game Pass subs just based on Thursday's news? Right. So you kind of like start putting the breadcrumbs down. You say, okay, we had them, we we had them officially announce 18 million. I I think that they were closer to 20 based on the information that I was that was given to me. Fine, whatever. But since hitting 20 million, could could we say that it's possible? That based on the fact that they announced Bethesda as first party and then the next day dropped 20 games into Xbox Game Pass, some of which are the biggest in, in, in gaming's history there for you to play. And then on Monday, literally three days later, they say the biggest Um, um, game of the of 2021 so far. Guess what, folks? April first, day and date. It's in there for you if you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. I think that in those three or four days, they could have seen one to two to even three million people um subscribe to the service because how can you how how big can you can it get before it's you have to acknowledge its existence? Uh, Everborn, let's get to you on this. Uh, This is. A big deal. Uh, ever, uh, I think that um, it's safe to say that people's interest for Outriders was through the roof. Now, again, um, they have been doing patch after patch after patch, and they want to make this game right. I think this is going to be something special. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this coming into Game Pass day one and just being dropped in a tweet? See, this
4: is, this is the thing, right? Like, I'm just thinking about how Outriders was literally the talk of the entire gaming community. You know how many people did live streams for Outriders? Yeah, like mm-hmm. it is tons of them. The the number one game coming out in at, at least right now, right? If we if it's coming out April first, that's the number one game across all consoles, right? And it's right there in Game Pass. And again, we just got the Bethesda news about the deal closing and then the exclusivity last week, there is no room to even catch your breath. And again, this, I think people need to understand this is a war of attrition, right? And everyone talks about sort of Sony's mind share, which is, which is well-deserved and that's great. But every week it's just an inch forward and an inch forward and an inch forward. And before you know it, right. It's going to be near impossible to to sort of find fault with 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 what's going on on the uh, Microsoft side of things. Now, um, I I am I I think that yes, this is just the beginning, and it and 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 we are going to get to this sort of economy of scale. And I know several people brought this up. We're going to get to a place where Game Pass for third-party publishers may be unavoidable right yes it -hmm. will be so large that if you don't have it in there you'll be losing money especially for new ip
1: too, everborn because the chance for new players to play a new ip it's always been a hurdle right you put it in game pass, you know it gets more discoverability
4: you will have millions of players on day one right and 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 that and when you have those millions of players, um, you know, doing microtransactions, plus the money that you're getting for 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 um, being in the service in the in the first place, I think I think the business model of gaming, of publishing games in general, is changing. Now, let me ask you another question: Does this mean that that Xbox has the marketing rights for Outriders?
0: I believe that they do. Uh, I I thought I thought that even before this was announced that they had the marketing rights for it. Interesting.
4: So so now, here's the other question: what 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 is now on the table after this? Does this if 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 this mean? Because I thought the Square Enix relationship was completely sour, right? Just because of Final Fantasy VII remake. But well, you remember Did they, that they, had the, now? they had the Tomb Raider games were time yes, exclusives. Right? They had that, but how long ago was that, right? Yeah, and 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 so recently, when we talk about Final Fantasy 16, Final Fantasy seven remake, Final Fantasy seven remake Part Two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what, what, what is going on with that relationship? could, could there be more things? <laughs> On
1: the horizon. Yeah, personally, Everborn, for me, I think it means that Square Enix is up for sale. They're willing to make deals with whoever uh, for I, what. I and I think Sony was willing to pay a lot more for Final Fantasy. But if for Xbox, for me, I think that they're just looking at it like, hey, we can get games on Game Pass and we don't have to pay for full exclusivity. Because, hey, Outriders kind of feels like an exclusive in a way right now i mean you know what i mean because hey I on mean, one platform it's like it, free
4: versus it, 70. That's what well like you, know, 70 that, that, me, that, you know
1: that
0: that that you know something that's a great point everborn um and and and, and again this is this is where where i think we're going to start seeing a turn of the tides um i i think microsoft has positioned the xbox platform to be that went from a never was to you cannot deny you have to look like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you have you, like like I don't want to use this, you know, like someone gets hurt uh, like on in football. Right. Someone blows out a knee. I always turn away because I blow out a knee. So I understand the pain. I understand. So I I never look. But there are some people that cover their face and they leave a little bit open for their eye, one eye to peek out of. You know what I'm saying? They're they're fake covering. I think the industry as a whole – and this goes for the the mainstream media. I I think – I mean, look, we saw basically um, IGN – here's a perfect example of really take it on the chin with how they were basically uh, really forging – that um, Bethesda games were going to end up on all platforms because Microsoft had to do the right thing. They had to be the good guy of the industry, and they had to put out Elder Scrolls on PlayStation 5 because that's just the way it has to be. And they, and for, unfortunately, they, along with a lot of people, got egg on the face. Uh, I think Phil was very, very clear. Um, but there comes a point where if you are a PlayStation owner right now, if that is your own, only place that you play you bought a playstation 4 you're enjoying it there's a lot to enjoy let's not fake the funk here they have an incredible lineup uh even more so if you bought a playstation 5 that playstation 5 game lineup is ridiculously good um there are a lot of games in there perfect example of of who's enjoying it zemi games uh my co-host on both the xbox one-on-one and xbox factor podcast each and every week uh has been really going to town with his PlayStation Plus membership, because he's getting the chance to play a lot of games that he missed out on, and he's getting full value for that sixty dollars uh, um, a year that he spent. Me, I, I can, bought two years can, for that. Like,
4: boom! Can I can I add on to that? Like sure, right sure. Now, like this, I played a bunch of Be- uh, Bethesda games this weekend. I'm saving t- that to talk about for tonight's show. But I also played uh, God of War 2018 for the first time really this weekend and that was included in um playstation plus right days gone is in there and you you don't have to pay for it so i think the difference is um and i want to i want to save some of this fire for tonight but the difference is the day and date aspect of it right so if 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 i I don't know why. You know, what, I'll save it for tonight because that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. Yeah, yeah, no, but,
0: we're definitely, we're definitely going to get into it tonight. yes, save that for 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 tonight's thing. Uh, but look, it, it, I'll put it this way: in closing for this topic, and of course, we're going to have to go to another breaking news because again, it, it just cannot be night. Nice. Thanks to Peng So who dropped it into the chat. My God, I mean, could we get? Could we? I, is there too much news? Is there too much good Xbox news? Chat first of all. We're closing in on 600 people for a pop-up show. I'm honored. I'm more humbled than you folks even understand. I haven't had a chance to, you know, welcome in everyone. It's one of my things that I do. I try to at least acknowledge a in the chat. It is just so much is happening right now that I normally have my shit together and it's just it's 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 like it's like confetti falling all over the place. I, I don't even know I don't even know where to look. So if I don't reach out to you personally, I want to thank the near 600 people that are here. This is a small channel, folks. We only have 7700 subs. We're on the march to 10k and a lot of big things are happening for Double Barrel gaming i got four brand new designs for t-shirts i've teamed up with teespring Uh, i'm going to be launching that campaign as soon as denaro panero is done with the design he's currently working on a new intro for primetime gaming Uh, and of course at the last but not least he's going to potentially do another one for breakfast with boom uh again if you don't know who denaro panero is he is one of the um, highest-class uh, artists that I know. His work has... I mean, you saw the opening for Xbox One and One. You've seen it for Xbox, the Xbox Factor podcast. His work cannot be denied. And if you are someone looking for this kind of craftsmanship, you definitely got to reach out to Denaro Panero on Twitter. Uh, tell him that Boom sent you for sure. But I... Listen, in closing, this Outriders deal is I think just the start of it. I think that when Microsoft and and Phil Spencer specifically said that they have a bunch of surprises coming in 2021, I I thought personally that he meant more than just first-party bangers. I think we're going to see Game Pass really move into the limelight. And getting back to before I lose my chain of thought, if you're a PlayStation-only player, Let's say that that is where you go to. Let's say, for instance, you were an Xbox 360 fan and you left because, you know, they kind of they took a dump in the pool uh, uh, Microsoft back in 2013 and you haven't been back yet. I, I, I think this Xbox Game Pass situation is becoming so big that you just can no longer deny it. And if you're on the PlayStation side right now and you're looking at your wallet and you say, OK outriders i really enjoyed this this is right up my alley it's right what i really want i love everything about it but buying that game on uh the on the playstation 5 is going to cost you here in the u.s 77 dollars with tax You know what it's going to cost you uh, if you're an xbox fan or a potential xbox um, customer nothing Except your fifteen dollars a month subscription, which is peanuts compared to something like um, HD movies on um, on Netflix, which is a twenty one and change now. So just, I mean, just weigh the values. I I think that this is the 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 shot across the bow to the industry, and I think that Microsoft is walking silently and carrying a very big pimp stick, if I may say so. But I do want to get to. And again, I, I didn't expect this to be, you know, uh, the kind of show that it's it's turning out to be, um, folks. Uh, FYI, we have breaking news part two that um, b- that comes to us in the way of Eurogamer. Uh, Actually, that,
2: I, boom, I dropped the Xbox
0: Wire post in there for you. Too. Oh, excellent. Okay, so Xbox okay. Wire did this as well, yep. folks. This yep. is again, this is this is just bananas. Like a, another Monday and Xbox Wire drops two bombs. Um we have it on confirmed um, authority from both Eurogamer and Xbox Wire. Thank you so much for that. That as of today, Five games from Bethesda, all freshly available in Xbox Game Pass, just got an FPS boost, meaning that each of these games have now been moved from 30 FPS to 60 fps and the games include include dishonored definitive edition which i actually just started playing again i uh pray which i just started playing again fallout 76 fallout 4 and the elder scrolls 5 skyrim special edition and once again i have to say as we cross 600 people my god can the news get any better mav i'll go to you first holy shit (laughs) is all i have i'm hold on boom i'm trying to clear space in my hard drive now i I,
4: I got
1: i got five games to install i'm serious i'm going through my xbox library trying to figure out what i'm going to delete but it's just too much just too much good stuff holy crap
0: i mean
4: can i can i point something out like please i think i think that we really need The XCloud on console to be working at this point because (laughs) no, there's so many games like you're gonna spend forever just downloading them. Like that was a whole thing. Like my weekend was like trying new games, downloading new ones, and I have not one but two external cards, and 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 I'm running out of space still (laughs) with all these. I'm not even joking. This is it's crazy. Yeah.
0: It's, I uh, mean, it's, listen, it's it's
1: it, a real challenge. It it,
0: it, it, first of all, these were all monster size games math, right? So you're going to actually going to have to you're going to have to pick one. Like I didn't play through Prey. I started it, didn't play through it. Uh, the, um, um the um Oh my god, I lost my chain of thought here. Um Dishonored when it originally released, I ran through that game. I absolutely loved it. I started the Definitive Edition, didn't play through it. Elder Scrolls 5 300 hours into that game. No questions asked, but didn't play the Skyrim Special Edition. Fallout 4, well over 300 hours. I'm not probably going to go back to that in Fallout 76. Eh, not just some, not not for me personally, but it's there for anyone that's interested. Where do you start, math? I am probably going to start
1: with Prey. Cuz I okay. had that's the one that I have played the least of. Okay. Out of out of all these I, I have already actually installed that one. I was excited because when I saw that, I started it several times. I, I can't wait. Dude, it's just crazy uh, on console to be able now to play these old games through no work from the developers um, at 60 FPS. These open world games like Fallout 4, uh, Fallout 76, um, uh, Skyrim. Like this gives me another excuse to go back and play skyrim again you know what i mean it's just like it keeps getting better i i feel like a kid that is like his dreams have come true in the land of console goodness i don't know it's just like what else can happen yeah i i don't know man this is crazy dude uh freaking amazing
4: but what else can happen is they got those um the headset drops on wednesday yes and the, I, have y'all
1: seen the reviews <laughs> for the freaking headset the verge called Dude, it a mic drop moment for i Xbox. was just about to quote that
0: yeah, Dude. you know what? We're going to we're going to be talking about it on the Xbox 2. I just got my confirmation from the Microsoft store that the money is taken out. I got a tracking number and that means that yes. Me too. Me I am too. I'm so boo. freaking so excited, fun. man. Oh my god. I mean, like again, the news just doesn't stop. It is insane. Pong, so let, let's get your opinion on this. I mean, what more could anyone really say? If you if you talk about, I mean, talk about shoving Bethesda down your throat, up your nose, or up your, you know what? You got news on Thursday of the roundtable. Got Friday news that twenty games drop. Monday you get five games that get double FPS, making them basically brand new games. I mean, my God, is it, it has Microsoft gone just insane?
2: uh well first of all hey hey mav you remember how we were talking that i don't have an external hard drive and i've never owned one yeah Yeah. that's about to change but you're gonna have (laughs) we were just having that conversation a couple nights ago um anyways yeah boom uh like i've said on a lot of shows um you know starting this year microsoft i really believe pivoted to 2021 once halo got delayed for the year. So I had a inkling reading the tea leaves, you know, whatever you want to call it that this year it was already going to be a big year, but I think that they truly just, as soon as halo got delayed, Phil and his team said, you know what holiday 2021 is the key mark. And that's when this generation really starts. And, you know, we've heard him actually mention it before that this, that holiday 2021 was going to be the point of when they wanted to be firing on all cylinders because the hardware is going to be available. Hopefully again, we don't know. There's still a lot of dominoes between here and there, but the Bethesda deal was the first domino. And I also said that, um, believing that this year is going to be full of hype and they're going to keep this hype train just rolling right along. And I think this was what they wanted to have happened uh, at this point. And so I think we're going to start seeing this on uh, on a semi-regular basis. I'm certainly not going to sit here and say every Monday is going to be like this by no means. Uh, (laughs) But but I, I definitely think they have a plan and I definitely think that the plan is to start taking back which they've already done, but they're going to start grabbing more and more mindshare. They want to keep Xbox in everybody's head. They want to have these headlines on a semi-regular basis so that the community starts getting the word out. Like, Oh, my gosh, you won't believe what Xbox is dropping now. Oh, my God, you won't believe what's in Game Pass now. Holy cow, did you see all these FPS boost games that are coming out? This is crazy. I'm playing Prey or Skyrim again, and it's absolutely gorgeous. This is what they want, man. Uh, and, and for them to turn around this quick after doing, like you said, boom, 20-game drop, uh, announced the Bethesda deal official, you know, make it concrete and clear about exclusivity, then drop 20 games in the game pass. Even if they are old games, they are beloved franchises and a lot of franchises that people did not get to experience for whatever reason, this past generation like prey. And then the following Monday to announce outriders coming in the game pass day and date. And Oh, by the way, all you know that that list of games we told you about that's going to get FPS boost. Yeah, we did that over the weekend. How about that? <laughs> How about that for you? Okay? <laughs> I mean, you know, like 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 King David always says, who did that for you? Yeah. Okay? This, this is what we're getting into and it's going to continue, I believe, to just the the hype They're going to build it and build it and build it. And then, like you said, if all the dominoes fall correctly, like we've talked about many, many times this fall and holiday season with, you know, triple a huge titles coming in exclusive. My God,
0: look out. You know, you, you said something really intelligent there for a second. Uh, I mean, you, 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 most Just of the for, stuff a, second. Comes, Just no, for no, a second. No, no, no <laughs> certainly. I was going to say, uh, you, you know, most of the stuff that comes out of your mouth is so well well thought out and, and, and well planned. It seems like it's it's like you're, you have a computer brain. Mindshare, mindshare is something that Microsoft has found in the last couple of years very very difficult to acquire. Uh, Because people always think of Microsoft and they think of Halo, they think of Gears, they think of Forza, but that's all they can think of. And now the mindshare that you're talking about uh, has moved to Xbox Game Pass. And you know what's crazy? That's what they want. See, They don't want you to equate Xbox as the dude bro shooter box right they want you to think of xbox uh, the platform as the place for xbox game pass and i think what they're going to do and again this is remember this is just a, a very small prediction from me um i think that fall 2021 not only are they going to have those three big AAA bangers but i think they dropped the series s to 250 bucks and they put yep. the screws to Sony because at that point for $250, you're getting PC parts that if you spend $700 couldn't put a PC together that does what the Series S does. That is going to be all of the folks who own a PlayStation 5 that, again, can no longer look away from what's going on at Xbox Game Pass because Sony did something really sneaky last fall. They dropped a megaton that their games were 70 bucks and people were pissed, but not pissed enough for Sony to make any changes. And I think people have gotten so used to just doing what Sony says that they, they, they should do that they didn't make a big enough stink. Whereas Microsoft, again, perfect example, Outriders, $77 on the PlayStation 5, $0 or $15 a month, if you decide to sign up for Xbox Game Pass or X uh, or, you know, or, or $10 for just the PC version of Game Pass. So, I mean, it, it it's it's pretty incredible. Now, I, I want to get the mojo blues, but before I do, I, I want to just grab some of these Super Chats that have come in as we cross 650 people here. My God, this is incredible. Um J.D. Gamer, generous friend of the show. He drops not one, but two Super Chats. The first one of find out says, what if Square is the next best? Bethesda-level acquisition. We know Sony likes to lock down games, while My- Microsoft likes to lock down whole publishers. Hashtag the Book of X. Indeed, that would be ridiculous. Um, his second Super Chat for $2 says, if Microsoft gets square, then the RPG king worldwide... Well, I think there were already the the, the RPG king, simply because of what we're going to talk about in the last topic of the show, and that is how they cornered the Western RPG market, um, which is yeah. what this." show was supposed to be about um and safe space invader drops a two dollar super chat and says xbox wireless headset getting rave reviews woo and yes we're going to be talking about that tomorrow on the xbox one-on-one with zemi games and uh pong Soul. you'll be joining us again tomorrow to give us your opinion about that but uh, mojo blues what do you think Day is going on right now with this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, we, if you, if you go in succession, Thursday, we get the Xbox one on one roundtable. Right, we get we get them and, and really what it felt like to me was a hangout session like everyone was even Phil like normally Phil's up there and he's his chest is out and he's and he's doing his thing he was chilling in his leather jacket lounged back it, it just seemed like they were just paling around then Friday we get the the, the bomb of 20 20 games in game pass and that wasn't the first time this month that we got games and now monday of course we get the outriders information and now we get the fps boost for five of their biggest titles it seemed like they were working on this for a while and and mindset has officially gone to xbox only what are your thoughts on these older games
3: getting new life with double uh, the fps well, I, I mentioned earlier about Prey being a, a top five game the previous gen, and it's uh, and getting that FPS boost. Let me tell you, as an old guy, I needed it. You walk into a room in there, and a table or a chair turns into a monster. <laughs> I was always a little slow and moving out of the way. I needed this FPS boost. So I, I'm happy to eat that silky smoothness is going to be. I'm that I mean, it wasn't already smooth. It was a great playing game. That's what's amazing. These games all played great the way they were. Now they play better. And uh, I think the stacking of news and the way things are going, I think they they see that 30 million subscribers kind of sitting out there, and uh, it's a race to hit that number. There's always those milestones, and they need that. They need that milestone. Going from 18 to 20 is not really nothing. It's that 30 million, and then it's going to be 50 million. And then a hundred million, and that's when everything's completely different beast at that point. But uh and I don't think the competitors can actually just—you can't just oh, immediately we're going to do it too, and then we'll have a hundred million, because you have to make that. Well, you're selling your games at seventy dollars, and all of a sudden you're not getting. You're basically giving the games away. Yeah. In your service, <clears throat> that takes the kind of commitment kind of bankroll that i just don't know that the competition has so i don't know that you're going to see that i think what they're doing is fine right now and i love competition it's made sony make their uh playstation service so much better i mean it, it was like flipping the switch going from the ps4 to now with the ps5 on what you get with their service i'm not knocking it in any way but as you've talked a lot boom, about you being retired and, you know, fixed income and you, you spend your money, you know, you pick and choose what you do. Yeah. So well, I'm now in that same situation. I haven't worked in a year and I'm probably never going to work again. I'm medically, whatever, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no sympathy. I do. Okay. I'm retired from the air force. I get a decent retirement check, but I'm not getting any social security money or anything like that yet. I'm old, but I'm not that old, <laughs> but here's the thing. Game pass. Wow. It's, it's been amazing i get all these great games and and and, and old games and, and i i love old games and I, oh i've just been playing wow it's a uh weird old game it's like a new game it's in game pass called the, the messenger i don't know if people play stuff like that it's it's kind of like i don't even know how to describe it. it's like a ninja game it's just amazing and yeah you know, it's all, you
0: know, it's almost like ninja gaiden uh, yeah. It's so it, I, I, it I a fantastic game. game Launched into Game Pass day and date by the way
3: Yeah and here's the thing I, I wouldn't have been able to drop $34 On that or whatever it would have cost Or I wouldn't be able to uh, There's certain things And and I'll although I haven't dropped the money for the 5 yet But I'll get a PS5 when the timing's right But that same service Is still available for the PS4 So I'm getting to play Stuff that I hadn't even bought yet Because I was buying just physical on the uh, on the ps4 back during that generation and uh and that was great it worked out for me but now they just they put a ton of stuff in there why because microsoft forced their hand that competition yeah and the more the, the better the better microsoft does with with game pass and how they're doing it's going to force sony to do better so it's win-win and i just love seeing stuff like this. especially when you get announcements stacked like this one on top of the other you know, over a week, week and a half period, it's just amazing.
4: Yeah. No, it, it, hey, uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I just wanted to piggyback off what Mojo was yeah, saying. Yeah, like, jump, you, jump on you, in. You, you are, you are one hundred percent right. And when you see us rooting, you know, for Xbox and and praising these things, a lot of it, at least for me, I will say, has to do with that level of competition, right? Because you like right now. People will have to compete for our dollars, right? So the the better that that Microsoft makes Game Pass, the better that Sony, the better of a value Sony will have to make uh, PlayStation Now, and 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 we only win from those things, right? Like we're we're all playing all of these things, um, but but this forces Sony to sort of have to provide something, and we've seen it. Every month we're seeing like these bigger and bigger games be just being added to PlayStation plus. Right. And, and, and it's a beautiful thing to see and it, it's a win because we get to try out a lot of these games. If I, if, if this, if these 18 or 20 games didn't come to game pass this weekend, I probably never would have played a lot of them that I played. Right. I probably would have played a, a, a Prey two or a, 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 um, dishonored three because it would be new but after i missed it i missed it now you know what i mean i'll go back and play those and then you'll have the fps boost to make it sort of up to today's standards and it feels like everybody wins here and i I don't know if you if you smell it because i smell it i smell
0: 360
4: vibes yes that's a great great point you're not the first
0: person to say that dude
4: the
2: competition Every- is back, Everborn. The competition is on. They're re engaged. Like you said, the 360 era was competition, and we're back there again. You were absolutely
4: correct. But, but you know what the difference is this time? Yeah. It's not all third party, correct. second party deals. Correct. <laughs> Most of these things that we're going to see are going to be sort of controlled by. Mm-hmm uh the platform holder which means you don't have to cry about sequels a lot of people say oh you know um microsoft doesn't do sequels or xbox doesn't do sequels a lot of the time it's not their fault this is this is the one thing and again i'm 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 still saving the fire tonight but i will i'll give you one a preview of what i'm going to talk about tonight sony right now they have an amazing uh first party studio lineup although I think there's a Push Square article that we should all look at um, that just talks about uh, what those studios are doing right now. Like how many of I think they have like 13 studios. How many of them are the ones that we care about? Right. But they are heavily reliant on second party deals or third party timed exclusives. The 360 did that and, and it was great. But what happens when you are not the market leader? with when you do deals like that, right? And we saw that we never got a Rise to, we never got a Quantum Break 2, we never got, uh, um, what's the game from Insomniac? Uh, that was- Sunset like, Overdrive. Video, Sunset, Sunset Overdrive. We didn't get a lot of those sequels, Alan Wake, because what happens is when you do a deal and you pay for a game, and then it's a hit and it gets popular, the developer you work with is not going to make a sequel unless you give them a lot more money, right? Because then you need it more than they do, and they know that, right? So when you actually own the IP, you can make a sequel in the same way that you couldn't before, right? And, and, and now, when 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 there is a, um, a new IP that comes out, I know like Outriders doesn't fall into this, but I'm just saying, like, the, the the beauty here is that with 23 Studios, 35 teams, I think we'll see a lot of the sequels we've always wanted to see. And it is glorious. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Again, <laughs> you- Mojo,
3: you want to finish up your point? And we're, we're actually going to. You- my point was pretty much done. But just to kind of tag on to what Everborn was saying there. Yeah, that that was a that was a bad model during the uh, Xbox One generation. It it fell apart for them. Where it worked during the three hundred and sixty, uh, you could just go out and buy whatever game and and. But they found out even during the three hundred and sixty generation, they had to form new companies to keep games going, to keep IPs going and stuff. And but all that's way behind them now. They they own all these studios and it's and even with Sony, Sony has much fewer studios, but they're they're branching out in teams. Uh, And right now, they are doing third-party and exclusive deals. But eventually, once they've sold enough consoles, and this is all this is about, once they get enough PS5s on the market, you're going to see big bangers come out uh, two to three a year on on Sony, and they're going to be rolling like a steamroller. Microsoft's going to be killing it with Game Pass with 23 studios and 35 teams. You're going to get four, five, maybe even six big games a year. Yeah. Some they might have some double A's in there, here and there, but great. I love that kind of game personally. Uh, and and the Nintendo's Nintendo's Nintendo, they, they got nothing to worry about. They're about to come out with a switch mid-gen thing that'll be a, that everybody's gonna have to buy. So it's, and it's gonna gaming. sell more than everybody. <laughs> gaming is in the best state it's ever been, and it's only gonna get better. And here's the thing: Microsoft can win and be successful, and it will not kill Sony, they don't have to go away. Sony did not kill Microsoft when the PS4 sold $110 million and Microsoft sold $50 million. Okay, it, it just made Microsoft hungrier and want to do better, and they're doing better now. And it's going to make Sony do the same thing. This is all amazing stuff. And, and uh, Mojo, you are,
4: you are spot on because I've been, I've been beating this drum for a little while, and, I, I mean, I think people are start, starting to see this. Here's the thing. Nintendo has been so successful because they make games that only they can make. Only Nintendo can make a Breath of the Wild or a Mario Odyssey or or any of the the, the games that we've come to love them for, right? Only Nintendo can do that. And only Sony can make the kind of sort of third-person story-driven games that they make. They are uniquely suited to do that. And now I think with what, what happened in the Xbox One generation, you know, we can talk about all the background stuff, but outside looking in, it looked like they were struggling to find an identity and it seems like they have found it now. And if if Sony is is the home of genre defining sort of third person story driven games, maybe now we see that Microsoft is the home of the genre defining Western RPG and and. For, for that matter, maybe the first-person shooter as well, right? Nice. We get
3: right and, back around into the main topic.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, perfect look, transition.
0: I, I, I'm going to say this: uh, if, as we, yeah, you know, again, we're, we're, we 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 had as much as 650 people here, which is bananas. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this pop-up edition. Of, of course, uh, the Xbox one-on-one programming that's normally on Tuesdays. But again, today was a, d- a day that you, you we had to celebrate. We could not be denied. Originally, it was going to be simply about one topic. We wound up getting three. Uh, John B., generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding five-hour super chat and says, thank you for your service, Mojo. I did four years in the Air Force. So congr- thank you for your service, brother. Definitely appreciate that, and Mojo.
3: I did as- 24 so. <laughs>
0: wow. That was, wow. Tw- 24. Yeah, that's why you got your pension." Because you did, you know, you did what you had to do oh, yeah. uh, serving this uh, country. so we thank you for your service. But folks, I I, I wanna I wanna transition uh, or segue, if you will, into the main crux of today's conversation. And obviously, you know, it's it's easy to get lost in the lights of 23 studios and 35 developers, you know, teams making games for Xbox. But what we – and I think many people in the industry, many people in the community uh, have failed to – or or I believe that has been lost in translation – is how Microsoft quietly and secretly uh, have cornered the Western RPG market. Now, uh, again, obviously, this was meant to be the one topic of the show, and I'm, I'm glad that it's not. As a matter of fact, we're going to be here a little bit longer than I thought, and that's fine. Um, but I, I think that when you you talk about Obsidian Entertainment, when you talk about Bethesda, and when you talk about In Exile. Uh, I think that you have to take a step back and say that Microsoft has literally – change the game in regards to western rpgs uh the xbox brand as we've heard and i've just said it moments ago has been always known as the sh- dude shooter bro- box right like all oh, the first person shooters and it's the dude bro box right because of gears and because of um you know halo and of uh, many many other first person shooters that have come across uh microsoft's uh, doorstep but i think that this moving forward it's, not, it's no longer going to be no, known for that. I, I think that the Western RPG is a market that not only is ripe for the picking, but Microsoft owns basically everyone that has made incredible games, and not just good games, not just great games, but games that define generations. So let's just take a step back here for a second and talk about Obsidian, right? Right now, they're working on Avowed and, of course, rumored to be working on Fallout New Vegas 2, right? Holy shit, if that's the only two games you get from that studio, but we know that there's more to come. Take, for instance, Bethesda. Right. We just talked about them on some of the uh, original first person shooters that we've seen like Prey and Dishonor. Those are not really open world, but you talk about Western RPGs immediately Elder Scrolls six and Fallout five have to be brought into the conversation. And let's not forget that in exile, makers of Uh, Pillars of Eternity and Wasteland have a third person AAA open world RPG that's been unnamed, but they have confirmed to be working on. And when you put all of the, when you stack. All of those Western RPGs together, what you have is a tsunami of incredible greatness that's going to be dropping in the next couple of years. I mean, from years two to ten, you're going to have more RPGs to, to, than you know what to do with. Um, I'll start with Mav on this. Mav, what, what, are your th- what are your thoughts on Microsoft quietly cornering the Western RPG market?
1: Uh, it seems like maybe it was planned. <laughs> that, I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of seems that way, right? Like, if you're uh, really looking to show your strengths, right, you already got the FPS down. You know, you, you got that market. You got now, with this deal that, that with Bethesda and, and getting those guys, you also actually strengthened your FPS as well. So, uh, with getting the guys from Doom and Wolfenstein and all those, but... You, you're talking about not just with RPGs, not just landmark games for the future, but you're talking about getting the developers that created what we know of as Western RPGs, right? I mean, these are like the forefathers of the genre. So yeah, they're 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 cornering the market here. I mean, they, and those ties go back between um, Obsidian. Uh, between Bethesda, between In Exile, back to the Interplay days, right? Those studios, In Exile and Obsidian, were part of Interplay before the founders left and formed those studios. They made Fallout, they made Fa- they made Baldur's Gate, they made these huge franchises. Bethesda took over Fallout, right? They're all connected and they're all now together these guys all know each other they were already family they're already friends and they're going to be making new huge worlds on xbox that you're not going to get anywhere else and i mean you're talking about todd howard who's making starfield and he's going to be behind the next elder scrolls game i mean these are the biggest western rpgs that there are right these are what we think of when we think of western rpgs that that fallout and, and and elder scrolls that i mean that's 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 it you know that that's that's everybody's benchmark that's the goals that people strive for and xbox has it and they not only have it but they have it on game pass so you know it's not only strengthening xbox's portfolio for game pass but it's also keeping it away from other uh, platforms right unless they get game pass as phil spencer said we are investing in acquisitions like this to have games for platforms where game pass exists yep so you know if you want to play a huge massive western rpg made by the creators of the genre you're going to need to play them on a platform in which game pass exists
0: yeah, I mean, that, that's that's pretty interesting. And, and again, you know, one of the big topics for tonight's primetime gaming is whether or not um, Jim Ryan uh, is in crisis mode currently because of the Bethesda deal. But more importantly, uh, will he be willing to bend the knee uh, and have Xbox Game Pass on uh, PlayStation? Uh, you, my answer is going to surprise you. I, and I'm, I'm again, I'm not going to answer it because we have a big show for tonight. This was meant to be uh, a smaller, you know, you know, a show that turned out to be uh, just as big as, as one tonight. But uh, Pong So, let's get your opinion on this. You know, uh, again, we all and I say all of us uh, get uh, get enamored by saying 23 first party studios. And we do that because right now, if you take the big three, uh, of course, Sony's PlayStation, Nintendo Switch and of course, Xbox they are the lead dog in this race with first party developers sony has great ones yes nintendo has great ones but if you look at the incredible amount of talent that has been stacked and continues to leave sony developers uh, and, and and you know and come over to work on game you know com, uh you know um you know developers like the uh the initiatives they seem to be snatching up talent left and right It is pretty incredible when you say that, uh, you know, the Xbox platform is going to house the next Elder Scrolls, the next Fallout, potentially two fallouts, you know, in Exiles, AAA uh, RPG. It is a deck that is stacked, especially if you like open world RPGs. And many of us do. What are your thoughts on this?
2: So there's a couple different things here. Obviously, uh this is one of the benefits of having a uh, having a person like Phil who is a gamer in a position of power. There are benefits to having a businessman like Jim Ryan um who I'm sure he games a little bit, maybe, Uh, but, but somebody who is truly a gamer. Phil looks at the landscape, and he understands from a gamer's point of view of what people are looking to play. And so when he looked at the portfolio that Microsoft had, and when he started, or Xbox, I should say, had, I always combine the two because it is you know still one entity but but when you look at at what xbox had and what they were missing and what it would take to build a service-based platform like game pass he knew specifically what he had to go out and get and he's been filling holes piece by piece and it also it, it also goes to the fact that obviously Phil himself is a huge RPG lover. Uh, we also know that Jason Ronald loves open world RPGs. They, they've got a team that understands the importance of having these types of games within your ecosystem uh, and what it means to the gamers. So I think outside of uh, games of the service MMO, right? What 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 is your next? What is your next big? uh, genre that drives engagement, which is going already is a key metric, obviously going forward when you're talking about game pass. So that would be Western RPGs or RPGs in general, more people put more hours into that style of game than any other. So what they've done is they've gone out and they've accumulated a wealth of talent that is based on that genre they have some of the best in-house teams now first party teams that know how to world build how to keep players engaged throughout you know hundreds of hours of gameplay um and and that's what they that's what they've done now so you you see this growing talent pool that specializes in a genre sony has their specialized Talent pool. They do third part, third person, over the over the shoulder, story-driven games. They're very good at narratives. Most of those games for the average player, you're gonna get 20 to 40 hours of gameplay out of it. When you're talking about Western RPGs, when you're talking about a Skyrim, me personally, I think I put into Skyrim somewhere between three and 400 hours. Okay, you're talking about these large games that if they are done well. Keep people coming back for more and more and more. And that's exactly what they're looking for. It is incredible from an RPG lover that they have gone out and done this. There are a few. You know, devs still out there that are third party. You know, the CD project Reds, uh, maybe Bioware. We'll see if they can make a comeback with the next Dragon Age. Um, obviously, the name is there and and the lineage is there. However, we don't know. You know, they've had some stumbles, so we don't know where they're at. Um, outside of those two, and you could probably throw Rockstar in there. You know, Grand Theft Auto is 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 an RPG in a way. Um, but outside of those few everything is in Microsoft's in-house now that they have it all underneath their roof. And what we're going to see come out of these studios, like you alluded to boom, now that they all can work together again. And obviously the bad blood between, you know, Obsidian and, and Bethesda has been is, is water on the bridge at this point. Yeah. They are now, they, they are now back to being family. Okay. And, and I'm sure all, whatever was there has been squashed and worked out. We're going to see these, and again, like you said, in Exile 2, we're going to see these people, some of the top creative minds like Mav was talking about. They brought in some of the original founders of the Western RPG genre are now underneath one roof. They're going to get to be able to get together, bounce ideas off each other, maybe even collaborate on projects. And we are going to see worlds that we never thought we were going to see, and we're also going to see the continuation of worlds that are beloved by people and that draw people in and when I think it's not going to take very long, Uh, you know, two, three years when we see a vowed, when we see the next Elder Scrolls, et cetera, come out, maybe even Starfield will start it. I mean, this is Todd Howard. I'm a Todd Howard Stan. You know, this is original IP. If that hits the way that his other stuff has hit, we're talking about people are going to be forced to when they when they go, hey, I love RPGs. They're going to be forced to say, I need to go ahead and get an Xbox or I need yep. to go ahead and get Game Pass wherever I'm going to play it at, whether it's PC or, you know, if I'm cool with playing it on my mobile phone, whatever. I need to get over there because that's where I want to be and I want to experience these worlds. It is awesome. And this is an incredible time to be a gamer, to see st- something like this formed underneath one one roof. It, it really is
0: yeah, it, it's pretty epic. And real quick, uh, Ra89 actually drops not only an incredible two dollars super chat. Thank you for your generosity. Drops an incredible, uh, um, a piece of uh, thought nugget, if you will. Let's not forget Playground with Fable. I mean, yeah, you, um, can. hello? you can't. Hello, yeah, <laughs> or
4: or in exile. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're in
0: there, brother. We're going to get to you in a second. I'm going to pitch you something I want you to run with, but I'm going to get Mojo's uh, opinion first. Uh, Damon Incorporated drops a very generous $2 of Genesis. Do you guys think Indiana Jones will be an RPG? No, I don't think it will. I think it's going to be on the lines. Again, this is just my personal speculation that it's going to be something similar to Uncharted. It may have RPG-esque elements, but I think it's going to be a third-person narrative-driven um type of title uh, and again we don't know if that's one of those games that were contracted um you know to, to come to ps5 in the future we don't know if microsoft will go back to the um you know disney and say hey listen how much more black bags do we have to drop off for to make this an exclusive we, we don't know because they're not talking about it but we know machine games is working on it they're very early in development so I, I can't see that game coming up for another three years. But it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be um, definitely an Uncharted or Tomb Raider-esque type of game. Uh, Juice drops a $5 Super Chat uh, here. And he says this. I think the main reason Microsoft bought ZeniMax is so Ten can't. I mean, that's... That's a that's that's actually a well thought out. I mean, I, I think that they were concerned whether it was going to be Tencent or even Google or Amazon, and I think that's why they 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 uh, they jumped into action. But again, this is probably something that's been in talks for many many years. We just found out out about it on September twenty first, and then we got the confirmation last Thursday. Um, but Mojo Blues, let's get your opinion on this. You know, when you talk about Western RPGs. Um, it's it's easy to equate any of the best ones to the games that we just talked about before. Uh, it makes me even more excited as an Xbox game Pass subscriber that uh, that, uh on top of the Western RPGs market that they've cornered, Phil seems to not be done, that he's going into Japan. He wants JRPGs on top of that. And I think we're going to get some announcements later this year on what is coming. But for you, how big of a deal is it to get all of these Western RPGs mm. under one umbrella? No,
3: it, It's beyond massive boom. I mean, not in your days, what you had, whether it was a JRPG, or it was an action JRPG. There was nothing else. And these these companies that are all together now, they all got their start. They looked at stuff like the the original Zelda and they're like, hmm, we don't have to do turn based. We can have an action game. And we can put things in it and it just blew up exponentially. And these were these huge PC games. And then some of them made the console, some didn't. And then eventually they all became console staples. And then now to have them all under the one roof. And uh, yeah, if people Wasteland Three, it, you know, I, I get it. The early Wasteland games were zero budget and PC only, basically. Give that thing a try if you want to see what a great RPG is that that wasn't a triple A game. You know, they got a little bit of money from Microsoft at the tail end, but that is a uh, that is a superb game. And now the sky's the limit. They're gonna get full. Full triple A money to, to do whatever they want, that kind of game, it's just amazing. And uh, their imagination is their only limit now,
0: yeah. yeah. No, the
3: absolutely, these companies couldn't do what they wanted. Uh, even un- under Bethesda, which was owned by Zenimax, which didn't they originally have ties to Facebook or something? I don't know, but everybody thought that was a filthy rich gaming company that could do anything. And the truth was, they couldn't, even they were limited on. What sort of thing they could do, and they've had a couple of missteps, and they were like, "Yeah, we—they needed this, and it's—it's it's so important for developers to be able to just uh, make a great game, and sometimes they don't, and then they—they they, when they don't, they fix it, and once they get and they get it right, and everything's great. So, again, to have this many under one umbrella that can share things—hey, we're doing this in their game, but we can't get it to. This isn't working right. What what can we do? Yeah. We need some amazing stuff.
0: Yeah, it, it it's you know the the teams working together like they and they really pushed that during the the uh, the event on Thursday, the round table how one developer will reach out to another uh, or you know a, a, and lend a hand. I mean, we 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 saw that and again, we 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 have confirmation because it was in their LinkedIn. We know people from the coalition went over and helped out 343 Industries with Halo Infinite. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, that is a big, big deal. But Everborn, I want to pitch you something here, and I, and I think you're going to run with it. You're definitely going to score a touchdown on this, right? So here we go. You take one of the games that Phil said when he, when he mentioned the word legacy, right? You say, well, what the hell is he talking about? Legacy meant games that are currently already being supported on PlayStation, meaning like, let's say, Elder Scrolls Online, right? And we know that that's getting, um, it just recently got an update that they're going to continue to support it. But at some point, Everborn, when Elder Scrolls Six comes out, and it's only available on Xbox Game Pass, PC, and Xbox, uh, you know, Series X and S, people that are invested in that in, in that you know Western RPG are going to have to look towards Microsoft and say, you know what, I'm going home because they, they PlayStation, as great as it is, is as much fun as I'm having with Elder Scrolls, and as much as they're supporting it, they're not getting elder scrolls six and i think that's where you're going to see a lot of transition but for you how big of a deal is it microsoft cornering the western rpg market to move gamers just like that over to the xbox ecosystem
4: well first of all i don't know if you got the memo but all those playstation guys have three thousand dollar pcs yeah i did get that and it's pretty incredible yeah so it might not move the needle much in terms of uh, council adoption. That said, <laughs> um, no, I mean, listen, he, here's the thing. It, there's not a lot of um, developers left that have the ability to do what Microsoft will have the ability to do here in the Western RPT space, right? And And the funny thing is, the ones that are on the left that are left might still be on the table to be acquired. Let's just, let's be like a hundred percent clear about that. Now, the thing is, this is what I've always wanted from Xbox. I wanted them to have um, something that they are known for. And this is the way to do it. And again, you know, I'm not, like all four because i i do have thoughts and concerns about the consolidation of the gaming industry and, and and we know that it's going to happen but i don't you know i don't i'm i'm not normally in the business of you know welcoming our overlords with open arms that said i think the bethesda xbox deal was a very good fit right in that they had such a close relationship it almost feels organic you know every time i've seen that bethesda games released on other consoles it's just like it it always felt weird right so i think that um i think we're gonna see genre defining things where the whole industry is now put on notice whenever there's a western rpg there's there's a way that um you know halo used to define the first person shooter at least in the console space. Right? When when Halo 2 and Halo 3 released, everyone had to stop what they were doing, everyone paid attention, and you had all these games come out that were allegedly supposed to be Halo killers, right? And I and once once you start hearing the this is the X killer, you know you're the top dog. And I think that when we see Fallout uh, when we see Fable, when we see Avowed, people are going to start sort of making competitors to see if they can compete with that, right? You know how you hear Destiny Killer left and right, but nothing ever is? Yeah. that That is because I think that in the console space, Destiny is the sort of top dog as game as a service kind of – I mean, you know, there's Fortnite, but – I. I you know, I don't want to discredit what Epic has done there, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah. And that, so, so all that being said, I, 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 and and I just want to push back on on um, Pong for a moment. I don't want all of these games to be eighty hours, right? Because there's so many of them, my and my backlog is getting worse and worse as they add these games to the service. If I'm playing eighty hours on a single game. And then they're releasing games every, every, it seems like every month. What am I going to do? Right. So, so I, 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 I like the idea of smaller games, if possible, even episodic content, right. Imagine if you had a game where every month there was a new episode, right. Of, 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 of sort of story driven things. And you can do that with the service, like um, like Game Pass. So, all that being said, Nintendo, I'm going there for my Mario and my Zelda. Sony, I'm coming there for my sort of story-driven over-the-shoulder stuff. And now everyone has to come to Xbox for your Western RPGs and let's be honest, your first-person shooters.
0: Yeah. Well, you <laughs> right? can also add racers to that as well. <laughs>
4: but that too. And, and again, it's there's so it's listen. Undead Labs, right? In Exile, right? Obsidian. And that's before we get to um, whatever, uh, what do you, Rare's next game, which it seems like it's going to be an RPG. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Everwild, <laughs> right? Yes. And, and then that's before we come to all the Bethesda stuff. It's insane. And it, 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 what, what do you
2: got? Everboard. Up? Evermore. Yes, I was just going to say, I, I don't want every game to be 80 hours either. I, I'm just saying at this point, can we just probably say that we have to all admit that there's just gonna be too many games i mean at this point uh we're all gonna have to be picky and choosies uh hey, listen, when it comes to these
4: <laughs> no 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 it's it's really crazy because we joke like xbox has too many games that's that is actually reality at this point correct right? correct one like, cool
1: thing though about that is like yeah you can't just dive in and check a game out and then really yep. sink your teeth into the ones that stand out right, right. Like, so right.
4: They, but they but that is why we need console streaming on the xbox oh yeah 100% yeah, like, yeah. Like, we and need that's X coming cloud a console app
3: they're,
2: they're so updating those
4: server blades
2: so it's definitely coming
4: yeah and 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 this is this is the other thing think about how this changes the industry right Yeah. so from a developer standpoint you can just make a game and again this is all we've seen this all with Netflix, right? There are certain things that will get greenlit on Netflix that would never have gotten greenlit uh, by the the sort of the movie industry. Right. Look okay. at uh, Robert De Niro's The Irishman. Right. Right. They right. never would have done that. No nope. nominated for Oscars. Right. No. You, Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver uh, Marriage Stories. They okay. won a bunch of Oscars for that. Right. Right. Uh, uh, um, What's his name? I don't know if it's Alfonso Calderon, but um, there was a movie. It was in black and white. It took place in Mexico. Can't remember the name of it, but they won the Oscar the year before. Right? So we are seeing um, creators get to make their dream projects and audience taking chances on things they may not have gone to the theater to watch. Right? And it's the same uh, principle that we're seeing happening in the gaming industry. And, and you will have the old guard, which happened to be a Netflix movie, but <laughs> the you'll have the old guard that are used to the status quo and they benefit from the status quo. So they will cry like the sky is falling. But yep. in reality, artists are now freed to make what they want. And audience are now with less pressure and more willing to consume said art. And that is what you want when you create art for people to consume it, right? And so I think we're all winning. And again, I don't wanna give away too much of the smoke and fire for tonight's show. The problem is you do not just walk into a market like this after it is already set. We, have, How many other streaming services have we seen that have tried this? Remember Quibi? Yeah. Yep. Right. Of course. Remember, uh, CBS is trying to do something now. Um, even, oh. even HBO Max, they have this the what looks super exciting, the Snyder Cut coming out, and all and the Matrix and all these other things. Their subscriber numbers are going nowhere. Yeah. Right. Yep. So Disney was able to come in. So, uh, uh, but Disney is hitting a hundred million subscribers. But they had to come in at one third the price of Netflix because no one would pay ten and fifteen dollars a month, at least not yet. And everborn,
3: everborn, the truth is, though, right now nobody's playing for Disney Plus. Almost everybody gets it free. But they're right. getting the content that when it comes time to pay for it, I know I'm going to let my if my subscription becomes where I got to pay, I'm not getting rid of Disney. I mean, oh, they're no, about no. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and they've yeah. got the content, so that's the thing. Xbox has that content and you see it. i mean, all the studios and stuff. And just like these people trying to imitate Netflix, uh, it's hard. And you're right. I'm upset about CBS all access. That was, I paid for that at one point and it was kind of garbage. And now they're what changing its name. On? Yeah. They're changing its name and trying to make it, man, there's, there's just so many of them. Uh, it's tough. And, and thank goodness, Xbox, or microsoft or whoever you want to give credit for it, seen seen the writing on the wall very early and jumped into this early enough and converted their uh the way they make money and, and how they their their business model so to speak they they got on board with this early and realized content is king and we've yeah it's amazing
2: yeah yeah and and and, 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 and everborn too to, to what you were talking about as far as creative freedom Within you know what Netflix and services like that have done for creators, we've already heard Tim Schafer and Todd Howard now talk about that as well. Uh, it's important for these guys that they don't have to. Game Pass allows them to not worry necessarily so much about sales anymore or having deadlines and and having all this pressure and and micro xbox now that they have these 23 studios have taken all that weight off of every single one of those teams shoulders and, and that's going to open up so many possibilities for these creative geniuses to go do what they do best which is just you know, make new experiences and new worlds and new art, as you put it, for us, and, and and that is an amazing part of this.
4: And 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 again, and it comes back to that whole seventy dollars versus what's in a subscription, right? I cannot tell you how many movies that I would never have gone to the theater to watch, but because right. I could watch it from home. I gave it a chance, right? Yes. So when I, when I go to the movies, I know how expensive it's becoming. I mean, no one can go to the movies right now, but I, I'm sure everybody understands the, the analogy I'm making here. Going to the movies for me had become, look, I, it needs to be a known IP for me to go and spend $100 or whatever to take my whole family out. Like It needs to be like a Marvel or, or Lord of the Rings kind of movie for me to go and spend everything that it takes to, to just go to the movies. And I think as we see production budgets increase, right? Cause you'll see Hollywood studios. I've just, i make making, I, I know this is not a Hollywood show but the analogies are here are like, it's like one to one, right? So you will see Hollywood studios that will no longer green light these sort of mid budget 50 to $80 million action movie They're either super low budget artsy fartsy that don't cost a lot of money to make or they're big franchise tent pole movies. And that's all they'll make, right? Because you either have to spend nothing on it or it has to be a big established IP. So if you are interested in new IP and creative um, endeavors that are not just sort of games as a service thing, because that's the only thing that makes money, The subscription model is the way to go. And what I worry about for Sony, this is not like, oh, Sony, you're Uh, taking an L, uh, L," but what I I worry about is in this new model, will Sony be able to match this, right? Because what, what we don't want is for Sony to come to this realization about sort of subscription services when it's too late, right? Because you... If, 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 if Xbox is locking up all of these exclusive second party deals to go on Game Pass, and they have 23 pub studios and 35 teams, and they're buying new publishers, at some point Sony could be boxed in. And I hope that before that happens, they read the tea leaves, they see the writing on the wall, and they say, you know what, the next God of War, that needs to be in playstation now or playstation plus and merge the two right because i would have no problem paying for a ps i wouldn't pay for it now but i'd have no problem if sony was doing day and date paying for game pass and ps now and it would be well worth it no right? no they, doubt about that for sure and and, and, they and again wait they, too long the yeah. market will be defined we've seen this We've seen this. The market can only really stand two major competitors in any given thing. It's weird that in in gaming we have three, but really last gen it was two, right? It's becoming it's becoming three now, but usually there's two and then one far last place. So yeah. streaming, what are we seeing play out? Really, all it is is Netflix and now Disney Plus. In phones, we saw. Uh, iOS and Android, Windows phone tried to come in. um, uh, WebOS tried to come in with those Palm phones. That didn't work, right? The market generally only has two major players. And I just, I hope Sony sees it. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, look, whether whether they see they read the tea leaves or not, uh, we're going to be talking about that exact topic of whether or not they're currently uh, and Jim talking about uh, Jim Ryan uh, personally is in crisis mode over this deal. Um, you know, obviously, when they had talked to him uh, at the end of the year, he, he said um, reluctantly, I don't even know if any of these games are coming to uh, the, you know, uh, I, I'm just as interested as you to find out if any of these Bethesda games are coming to PlayStation. He knew then. He he's a businessman. He understood exactly what Microsoft was doing. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think that Microsoft caught Sony snapping. Uh, there's no doubt about it. They 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 have always been cocky uh, for good reason. They've had some really incredible games. They've had some uh, incredible numbers with their consoles sold. But I don't think that they looked at Microsoft as a threat. And now they do. Now they see that they woke the sleeping giant. And uh, again, Forget thanks. Forget about
4: the sleeping giant. It's the tortoise and the hare.
0: Yeah, that's true. No, that, that's a, that another great analogy. Yeah, Sony ran to the finish line, and of course, you know, slow and steady got got you know got Microsoft where they are. And when you and when you equate that to one of the last uh, public outings or public uh, interviews that Satya Nadala did, uh, he was asked specifically uh, if this is the last deal, and he said, "No, no, it's much. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's more beneficial for us to buy a developer." then make one from scratch. And we are always on the lookout for adding additional talent to our, um, you know, first party developers. That's a
4: huge statement. That's, that, but, that's hey, Rick, about that statement. I've always, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I always wanted to say something about that. That sort of made me scratch my head. Was that an indictment on the initiative? Right. If, if, uh, if, if I mean, yeah, one, the, you, can't, you can't, uh, you, you need to buy. Cause we all know that they're building a studio that's supposed to be a quadruple A studio with the initiative, but if you say that, doesn't that say that that that's not really working? It's just a thought that was always in my head when he said it. I was like, that's that's a strange
0: statement. Well, you know what it is. I, I think you know when you talk about building, and and you know what may he may he may be talking about is getting games into the into the ecosystem that are playable now. And you can do that by buying developers that are currently working on something. You know, you walk into the office, Phil Spencer sees said game, and he goes, "Holy shit, that looks like that's going to be a triple A banger." And that would that that kind of uh, you know um, uh, type of 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 title, whatever it was that he saw, could drive Game Pass uh, sales, Uh, as opposed to okay, we're gonna you know we're gonna bring Drew Murray in, you know we're gonna have him start stacking the talent around him. And then he's going to then go off and do his thing and he went back to, you know, Insomniac and and, you know, obviously the initiative is, is still snagging in unbelievable amounts of talent, but maybe that's expensive. Maybe that's something they didn't, you know, they saw the cost of the one studio and they're like, you know, something as great as this studio is going to deliver on a uh, perfect dark, which I think is gonna be a banger. And I cannot wait to play that. I think that they look they look at the overall uh, you know picture and say, you know what, it's better to go get everything already in place. Oh, that game you, that you, you said it was gonna be a multi-plat, not anymore, we own you. So now that's gonna be Xbox and PC only.
4: And furthermore, I think the thing that people, we all understand this, but I don't know that we really appreciate it, is that if you are going to build that kind of thing, It doesn't happen overnight. And a lot of the times it doesn't happen on their first outing. That's true. That's true. Listen, I'm super excited for Perfect Dark, but that's their first shot out of the gate. It may not be like this crazy, um, you know, life changing experience that we all want it to be. And that's okay. That team has to they they literally built it from scratch they have to put biz, they have to put sort of collaboration processes in place they have to get it into a working groove with each other so it's not only okay we got big name talent it's we need to put this together and 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 build this cohesive group that can do this over time so it could be that their next game is the one that does it or the one after that so While I am optimistic and excited for uh, what's the name of this? Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark. I'm not going to I'm not going to like throw everything out if it's not like life changing. Right. I want them to put something out, learn from that and then perfect it on the next one. Right. So that all being said, I think that, um, you know, I'll save that point. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, again, you're gonna be back tonight. So we're gonna yeah. what we're gonna do, folks, I, I just want to thank everybody. We had almost seven hundred people tune in to this pop up Xbox one on one podcast. I wanna thank you so much for taking the time to uh join us. Uh, hopefully you found the uh uh, you know, the conversation exciting as we all did. Uh, again, this was I was originally going to do this by myself, talk for an hour and go home, take my ball and go home. It turns out that we, I was able to gather a panel of very incredible and well, well-versed community members that dropped massive amounts of knowledge. Uh, I want to just read out some of the Super Chats that came in. Uh, JD Gamer drops an additional... Five super chat and says, speaking of Game Pass, Outriders isn't available on P on the PC version. Hmm. This might be a return to of console exclusives in a way on Xbox. Hashtag Xbox Exclusives. That's pretty interesting. I didn't even know that. Um, thanks for the information. Reggie Mobile9, another generous friend of the show, he says this after dropping a Fatal Super Chat. Great show, boom, and family. Thank you, my brother. He says, I really look forward to avowed having played Pillars of Eternity. Uh, it is. It, it's really it is an amazing. It's really amazing what Xbox has under its belt now. Indeed, it sure does. We also had a super chat come in from. Let's See if I could find it here. It is from Reggie Mobile. Now one nine. He drops an additional and very generous. dollars super chat and says. I think Xbox wants to eventually be kings of all genres, not just FPS and Western RPGs. Xbox really won't be competing with PlayStation at some point. I believe. I. I agree. I think that. Uh, Sony is eventually going to be the one that they're going to have to look at what they're doing and realize that um, the, you know, the, the 70. I mean, here's a perfect example of why a $70, no, you know, for new IP will not work on Sony's uh, console. Take, for instance, Mark's Returnal. I am very interested in that game. I love Mark. I think that they are one of Sony's um, best talents that they don't have exclusive. Uh, they should just buy them already and, and, and stop the shenanigans, but they haven't. Um, and uh, that's, that's a scary disposition for a team that's not that big. And I have a very, very strong suspicion that they are going to potentially be in some trouble. Because Returnal is a $77 game with tax here in the U.S., even more in the EU. Uh, by, by our good friend Archimedes uh, talks about that where uh, you know, the U.S. dollar conversion is $91 for a PlayStation 5 game. That is- I
4: give it a month before it's in PlayStation now. Maybe. Maybe it'll be in Playstation, PlayStation now. Maybe it would be I, I, I'm not, PlayStation but, Plus. Yeah, yeah. I I
0: mean I, I, I agree. I you know, and again, it just makes you wonder whether or not it's going to stay, because obviously that race car game that I thought was pretty cool dropped into uh Playstation Plus and then came out and they sold it for twenty bucks. They tried to get rope people in and, and the game is, is Kind of doA. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't like it. It's really uh, it for me. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, It was twisted metal meets um, um, Epic's game. Um, my God, why am I brain farting over here? Uh, What's what's the game from Epic that everyone plays? The uh, the free to play? No, the uh, the the Fortnite. It's yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Uh, It's Fortnite meets twisted metal. It's really cool. I, I really like it. But, you know, it kind of fell flat and it was in PlayStation Plus and, and and they do things that are so weird at Sony. You know, God of War came into PlayStation Plus and then was PlayStation Now and was taken out after three months. Like, that's a first party game that should stay. But it doesn't. And I think they need to do some serious changes over there at Sony. I think what happened with Bethesda is going to force Jim Ryan into making some big changes over at PlayStation. But, folks, this has been an incredible show. Uh, I hope that you uh, you enjoyed your what is it now? Oh God, it is almost two hours. This was this this is meant to be a sixty minute show, and of course it ballooned. Now, real quick before we get on out of here, both Mav and Punk Soul drop some uh, again more information about Xbox Game Pass. Um, it says here at long last, Undertale is coming to Xbox for the first time ever. Uh, players on Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S will have their chance to experience one of the indie game's most beloved role-playing games when it launches into Xbox Game Pass tomorrow. And on top of that, which, I'm I, again, I, I, I know what Undertale is, wasn't my type of game, but I will certainly try it. Um, Empire of Sin, which is basically um, Gears Tactics with the Mob. And if you like those types of games, and a lot of people do, Zemi Games, more specifically, really enjoys those type of games. That's going into Xbox Game Pass tomorrow as well. So, I mean, Jesus, I mean, how much more can they put in there? I I don't understand it, but let's get to the outros. Uh, We'll start with Pong Soul Pong. Obviously, you're going to be joining me and Zemi Games tomorrow on uh, the Xbox one-on-one. We're going to be talking about uh, some really big, big points uh, I've already started doing the advertising, and we're going to be talking about whether or not the ID tech is actually the real exclusive for Xbox. Uh, when we know that there's going to be some ID tech, uh, you know, obviously you saw Doom Eternal playing in the first half of this show. That kind of tech is going to be coming to some of Microsoft's first party games. Hopefully, we we'll get a big turnout for that as well. Tell everyone where they can reach out to you and strike up a conversation. And more importantly, tell them what other podcasts you're on.
2: Absolutely boom uh tomorrow's going to be fantastic as well. Thank you so much for this invite. Uh Mav Mojo Everborn of course always a pleasure to share the panel with you guys. Chat Guys, we're fantastic, rocking out nearly 700 people, all the lovely familiar names in there. Uh, thank you all. We can't do this without you. You can find me at Pong Soul everywhere, uh, Twitter, Xbox, it does not matter. Uh, I surpassed 600 followers last week. Nice. I'm on my way to 1,000, so let's do this, guys. I will follow you back, and uh, we can have discussions about games. Uh, but otherwise, you can find me along with my brother from another Mav, a.k.a. Fun Speculation on Xbox Ultimate Podcast, Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with the incredible 3-bit, the amazing Psychonauts, and, of course, never last ever in Mav's heart, but his beautiful (laughs) wife, Caitlin, uh, she is there as well. Uh, We have a great time on that show, like Boom and Mav talked about at the beginning of this, so please check us out. And then you can also find me on the shop podcast every Saturday night with P.T.K. Blam, who just celebrated his 200th episode last weekend, uh, along with Fuzzy Belvedere, Centurion and Staggerilla. Another great short. Try to keep it at an hour, just a little bit over an hour. We get in and out of the topics. It's it's an awesome time. Check us out Saturday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern.
0: Nice. Well, thanks so much for being here. Definitely appreciate that. And yes, uh, you know, big, big shout out to the shop podcast, another smaller Mm podcast. Uh, Darren is an incredible uh, human being he is an incredible uh, panel uh, you know uh, producer of, uh, of original content and uh, yeah he, you know obviously the shop podcast has been around a while I'd love to see people filter over to them and give them some some some, some subscribers to his channel uh, he does great work and again he's a he is definitely a rising star in the content creation community so reach out to him on Twitter uh, and uh, go definitely subscribe to his his channel. Uh, check out, of course, the Shop Podcast. Uh, look for that on YouTube. Uh, that is definitely worth your while. Again, a positive show that has great uh, panel members and, and and occasionally great guests. I've been there a couple times, and we are trying to get our schedules together so I can join his uh, show one evening as well. Um, Mav, obviously you talked about the Ultimate Xbox Podcast in the opening, and I'd love you to talk about it on the back end, because we have almost 700 people here. You might get some new viewers, and I'd love to see you some subscribers tell everyone about that incredible podcast and more importantly where could people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media
1: yeah boom this was a lot of fun uh again thanks for having me uh you can check out me on twitter at fun speculation also the youtube channel is fun speculation Uh, podcast as pong said is called xbox ultimate and it's on friday nights at 9 p.m eastern i would love to see you guys there uh it's a newer channel started it back in july uh and you know just been learning and growing and doing different kinds of content for a while now um we i stream quite a bit so you can hang out on some of my streams on the channel uh yesterday i just Finished Far Cry 4, finally, because of the FPS boost. I wanted to check it out, and, dude, it was running so smooth. I had a blast playing that, so that makes me even more excited about all these these other games. But, um, yeah, come check it out. Uh, We have a great time on Friday nights. Uh, We're approaching 500 subs uh, for this channel we started in July, so I'm pretty happy with that and where the channel's going. We also have a new podcast we started uh, to talk about, um marvel and dc and movies and tv shows and all that kind of stuff and it's called fun pop um everborn to we're gonna, gonna have a, a as a guest on there uh probably in like two weeks i i think if you're up for that i'm gonna just, reach out to you on dms um and as, we're yeah, gonna have a blast definitely on run a on for, <laughs> yeah 100 man we're gonna have a blast on that channel for uh years to come i hope uh and pong thanks for doing that with me man and Uh, Thanks, Mojo, for uh, being here today and talking (laughs) games with us and Everborn, you too, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was a lot of fun.
0: Well, thank you for being here, brother, and hopefully you see great success for your channel. Love to see you hit 1,000 subs. You can monetize that bad boy, and that is a big milestone for any content creator. Love to see the quality content get recognized. Uh, again, if you are someone that subscribes to me and you appreciate the work that I do each and every week, uh, you definitely will appreciate what Mav does on Fun Speculation. Head over there, tell him Mr. Boom's Accenture, and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, Mojo Blues, brother, thank you so much for joining the conversation. Love hearing your uh, you know, older guy opinions like myself, maybe not as old as me, but certainly... Oh, well, I'm older, though. Oh, then you, then you that well, there you go. You're the old man in the room. I'm happy to, I'm actually happy to say that. But thanks for joining us, brother. Definitely appreciate it. Tell everyone where they could reach out to you and strike up a conversation and what else.
3: Yeah, every uh, every Thursday I'm on uh, Mads Gaming's next gen podcast. And we've been nice. doing it for a couple of years. So, me, him, and Jamie Moran, and we've added several other people so that we always have at least you know, three people on there. But sometimes there's five or six, sometimes there's just three, just you know how that goes from uh, week to week. We've been on a while. It's good stuff. Uh, Saturday nights, I do my own podcast. It's pretty small uh, with a guy called the uh, Gray Wolf Gamer, also uh, a.k.a. the Gaming Werewolf. He's an older gentleman. He's about Booms age, give or take. You know, uh, so it's just two old guys talking games. <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've had some three-hour podcast. We did one last night, three hours and five minutes. Had like 10 views, but you know what? It's fun. And and the few people that watch it actually have DM'd me and said, wow, we kind of love it, because we talk about everything. I even, for a while, was calling it everything but the Kitchen Sink Podcast. But I (laughs) But then one one show, we talked about Kitchen Sinks, and it was like, yeah, maybe we we can't get that too far out of control. But I'm on Twitter, Mojo underscore Blues1. I'm always on there, you know, wasting time on console war stuff. But mostly on YouTube and the podcast, I'm I'm about any gaming system. I mean, I love all the, I'm a retro guy too. And, but I play new stuff, old stuff. I play games, whatever they are or wherever they are. And, uh, it's just been a joy to be here. So thanks, everyone.
0: Oh, thank you for being here, brother, and definitely appreciate what you bring to this community. Uh, Everborn Saga, why don't you tell everyone about what you got going on, how well your Kickstarter did, and where could they uh, not only reach out to you, strike up a conversation on social media, but tell people about the Everborn Saga.
4: Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. So uh, everbornsaga.com is the first place to go. You can um, see we got a whole series of uh, comic books plus really cool t-shirts and wall art But more importantly, we have the Kickstarter running right now for the newest series in the Everborn Saga. So if you don't know what Everborn Saga is, it is four interconnected series, all following a different character, telling the story from their vantage point. If you are into manga, if you are into anime, if you are into sort of My Hero Academia, or you are into Berserk, that's what Prince of Arcadia is. And Ariel's adventure are about. So the Kickstarter is going. It's been super successful. We hit our goal in twenty in the first twenty four hours. But now we are aiming for stretch goals, and those stretch goals will allow us to release the first everborn novel. It's a fantasy novel. It's about two hundred to two hundred and twenty pages. We need to get an editor. Then we need uh, to cover printing and and shipping and things like that. So that's what the Stretch Goal is for, and you can check it out um, by going to everbornsaga.com and clicking the link right at the top of the page. I promise you will not be disappointed. We did a whole anime trailer so you can see what it's all about. And if you wanna to talk to me directly, you can just reach out to me at everbornsaga. Sorry, everbornsaga on Twitter, and everbornsaga on Steam, Xbox, and PlayStation Network. So uh, everbornsaga.com, click the link at the top, check out the Kickstarter. It, it, I promise you will not be disappointed.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I could agree. I, I think yeah. that uh, what you're doing over there is incredible. Uh, I'm glad to have been a part of helping you push your Kickstarter. Thank you so much. Uh, no, I mean, listen, it's, it's it literally talked about that before you even jumped in about how uh, smaller content creators. Uh, I think I think it's the right thing to do when you see something that you see someone going out of there and not pushing a hate narrative and looking out there and 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 the way that they handle themselves on uh you know within the community it's 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 great when we all team up together to push
4: each other's content. I'd love to see more of it. I always say this: light a candle instead of cursing the darkness. there you go. It helps no one. You just complain all the time about what you don't like. How about you turn the light on in the room and shine the things that you love or fix the problems you're complaining about? If not, shut up. But anyway, (laughs) I say the the last thing I want to say, one other thing, this is only take one second, is another thing that is a a, uh, sort of uh, added bonus to the Bethesda acquisition is Pete Hines. We've seen Xbox marketing be on fire on fire and and i think that they are going to handle probably all the marketing they're going to work with aaron greenberg and you're going to see a concise message that answers questions we've seen the beginning of it and there's going to be more of it folks we wanted marketing that was one thing we all complained about for xbox and i think with bethesda and Hines there that's going to happen but anyway, please continue and i'll I'll see everybody later and again thank you everybody everbornsaga.com
0: yeah, well, thanks so much for being here, brother, and I cannot wait. Tomorrow. I mean, again, how many podcasts can you do in a week? Well, this week I have five. If you have five <laughs> live shows and I'm
2: hey, still, I, and I'm hey, still boom. going on. Yes, sir. Hey, Boom, yes. before we get your outro, uh, just to throw this out there for everybody that's still listening, Jason Ronald, one hour ago on Twitter, I just found his tweet said, uh, quote new Xbox new Xbox wireless headset outriders on Xbox Game Pass day one and five Bethesda games receiving FPS boost and it's only 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time great Jeez. time to be a gamer so so keep God your eyes open people.
0: Damn. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's great. And again, tomorrow, again tonight, tune in tonight to, uh, to Prime Time Gaming. Uh, we're going to be posing some big Sony pr- questions. Uh, is it, it? You know, is Xbox Game Pass going to be forced onto Sony? Will they bend the knee? Um, I say no, but you'll hear more of my opinion about that. And also, is Jim Ryan currently in crisis mode at Sony? And the answer is. I think he is. I think he doesn't know what to do with himself simply because of how much of a big deal this Bethesda acquisition was. Again, tune in tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and of course, if you want more Xbox talk, you're going to get it two more times this week. Uh, we have ar- I've already finished the shows for Tuesday's Xbox One-on-One and Thursday's Xbox Factor Podcast, and I haven't even begun work on Friday morning's Breakfast with Boom, and I'm Taking Wednesday off to A, go to the dentist, and B, come home and probably take a nap because all of this work is tiresome for sure. But thank you so much for being here. I want to close out today's show with something that's important to me, hopefully. One day it'll be important to you, and that's something that my father taught us when we were kids, and I think it's more important now than ever. And he used to say this, son, treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow on the newest episode of Xbox One-on-One.